1: All of your automotive questions are just one phone call away, 303-477-5600. Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560. All right drive radio klz 560
2: thanks for listening to us today i appreciate it very much and uh jeff in western montana asked a question before we went to break there at the top of the hour when do you know it's time to sell a vehicle and so josh and i jeff were talking through the the top of the hour uh you know at break there about what you know what i used to do in the shop what jeff does in the shop today you know there are some charts out there some some companies have put together some things where you can actually plug some numbers in and there's some charts out there that can help you with this but I'll be honest, Jeff, the way I used to do it was I would take a legal pad <clears throat> with my customers and I would draw a line down the middle. And on the left side, I would write current car at the top. On the right side, I would write new car at the top or new used car, depending upon what the you know, individual is trying to do. And on the left side, I would put down there all of the things that I knew for the most part We're coming up as repairs. Now, I know you don't have a crystal ball, and you can't say everything, but, you know, you get a pretty good idea of how good's the engine, how good's the transmission, what are the current repairs needed, you know, what's the interior of the vehicle look like, is it still in great condition, what's the paint look like, I mean, is it an old rust bucket, or are things still in pretty good shape exterior-wise, and I'd put all that down on the left, and then I would say, okay, if we do X repairs, I'm going to put that total down, I'm going to divide that by three, three years. I'm not going to go any further than three because it's hard to predict much further than that, but I'm going to go to three years and I'm going to look at what's it taking for me to drive that vehicle outside of gas and all of those sorts of things. But, you know, what am I looking at over the next three years on an annual basis? Then I would go to the right column and say, okay, if I went out and replaced this vehicle, it's going to cost X to replace it. Typically, if it's a newer vehicle, I'm going to have more insurance. I'm going to have more in the the registration fee, at least here in Colorado. Montana might be different, but here in Colorado, the registration fees go up. I would then add all of that together and also know that every vehicle on the road, if it's of any age at all, is $1,500 a year to keep on the road. There's very few vehicles, Jeff, that after they get to be four or five years of age, don't require $1,500 a year. That's the average of what people spend per vehicle per year, on average, I know some spend more, spend some spend less, but on average, it's 1500 a year. So you take that new vehicle, you'd get that cost, you'd add that extra $4,500 in over those three years, and then you divide all of that out and determine pretty quickly what's the cheapest thing to keep driving, what you own or what you're going to go buy. Make sense?
3: Yeah, it does. Um, my, my wrinkle in all of that is that we already got a replacement vehicle, and it's just, we kind of got it for my wife. It's a Honda Ridgeline, mm-hmm, right? And so it's a 2019 nice vehicle. Sure. you know, um, we've in like four or five thousand miles on it last year, uh, or in the past year. And so it, I was good, this Sport Track has got 203 thousand miles, and I'm just kind of you know using it to haul rafts and uh, another stuff, drive it in really lousy weather in the winter and that kind of stuff. And but it's just. You know the. You get to a point where it's just kind of wearing on you because you know uh, my issue has been drivetrain from the right from the drive drive shaft on back and recurring things and I don't know if that's shop specific or well I think and uh, and, you you know again for everybody listening Jeff
2: and I have been talking you know off air some and Jeff I will tell you on the one repair. I think you got to kind of throw that one out the window because I frankly would have done that repair completely different than that shop did. So even though you spent the money on that one, I don't think that's a vehicle issue as much as it was the shop itself and how they did the repair. I, I would have done a complete rebuild of the differential at that point, and not just done bearings on it. So that's a whole nother, you know, conversation. But I mean, if you did the whole thing like you and I talked, you're not going to have issues with it.
3: Yeah. Okay.
2: And and unfortunately, that's a repair that. Yeah, you spent money on it, but no offense, it's not the car's fault. It was the shop's fault. Right. Can't blame that one on the car. Okay. <laughs> All right. And then in your case, given it's a, you know... And it still applies. I mean, it's an extra vehicle, and for everybody listening, it's a similar situation. It's a, it's an extra vehicle. What's that worth to you? What does it save you in you know wear and tear and mileage on the other vehicle that still keeps its value up? And you still go through that same exercise I just went through and determine you know by having that other vehicle. And, and that's what a lot of folks don't look at at times. Jeff is sometimes having that older spare vehicle around that you can go do some things with that you wouldn't normally want to do with your new vehicle. Yeah, the old vehicle has a you know cost to it and maintaining it and. Driving it and registering it and so on, but if it keeps the new value up that much more, at the end of the day, you're not spending any more money. In fact, some cases you're saving it.
3: That's a good point. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah. Especially more, in today's world you, with the cost vehicle, of new vehicles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Super. Well, that, that, that's something I hadn't even considered. So. I appreciate that.
2: Okay, no problem, Jeff. As always, it's a joy talking to you on and off air both. and I really uh, and Jeff's a great faithful listener. appreciate him very much. He lived down here, listened faithfully, and now does in, in Montana as well, which shows you you can listen to us from wherever you want. Conrad, you're up, sir. What's going on?
4: Good morning. Great show. Always, Thanks. Guys. Appreciate it, Conrad. Uh, yeah, you know, I see a couple text messages there with regard to the headlights. Those tickets both have those clear plastic headlights on, and especially that 99, it's gotten where it's really bad. And I don't know if I just bite the
2: bullet and get new headlights for it. Or uh, on or a 99, um, yeah, a Conrad, tomorrow, I mean, I mean, knowing, it, real quick, too, for everybody listening, that's the plus side to the older vehicles is there's enough competition in who's making headlamps. It's not just the factory anymore. A lot of the older vehicles, like my old Dodge, I'm going to upgrade and put some different lights in it, the old 4 Dodge that I drive, I'm going to put some different ones in it. And I bought a pair of headlamps that have, that have the upgraded H1 bulbs in them where I get a little bit brighter bulb and it's kind of a, a, a projector type beam that they now build into the lamp so I can improve the quality of the lighting, have crystal clear, which mine aren't really bad, but I can have crystal clear lenses and I did all that for 150 bucks. Well, that's not bad. No, it's not worth that's dinking up. with the old ones for 150 bucks, Conrad.
4: Right. Okay, so th- here's the other thing. You know, I've been having that, that oil thing going on with my car. Yeah. Know, first of all, when I first built the engine, we had have used Havlin one 1040 in it, okay? Right. And, I, and, I and got, for everybody listening, so by my, the way, this is your
2: old Torino, right? 460?
4: Yeah, the Grand Torino, okay. Uh huh. Yeah, and uh, 460 engine. And so, anyway, never hardly ever used any oil. Once in a while, I have to put a little bit in it. And one of my buddies talked to me into putting that mobile uh, full, full synthetic 1040 in, and then started using oil when that, when that happened. So then we, we switched over to the stuff I'd you a picture of. It's it called Pin Grade.
2: Oh, yeah, hey, I, know the, I know the product, yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah, It's specifically for older engines. Uh-huh. Maybe not my engine's old, but I mean those older cars. No, it's got, it's got, got
2: more, more zinc thing. and things in it for your camshaft and stuff. No, it's a great way to go. Nothing wrong with that at all.
4: Right. So here's what happened. I, I went in and changed it, you know, and I drove from Evergreen, where we live, over to Centennial to see our son. And that was a 60-mile round trip. I checked the oil the next morning and it was down like almost three-quarters of a quart of oil, just in that little short period of time. Mm. And I thought, oh, boy, something bad's going on here. So I talked to the guy that did my machine work on my engine, and he said, give that oil some time to kind of get worked into that engine, and that might make it stop. So I went in, I filled it up, and I drove it from here to Golden, where we go to church Church there in the Golden Church of Christ and back, and that's like a 30-mile round trip. I checked it the next day. It wasn't, it wasn't that low one bit. Hmm. But I did drive a little bit slower, though, John. I didn't go, like, 70 miles an hour. Yeah, that and that
2: particular engine, you know, the the faster you wind it, it's just going to naturally use more oil, period. That's the way those old 454s and 460s were. You know, there's no overdrive transmission. You're winding them, you know, for that engine pretty tight. And, yeah, and, and honestly, they're you know, Conrad, they're going to use a little oil when you're winding them up like that. It's probably, what, 3,000 RPM or so when you're doing 60? Yep. Yeah.
4: they uh, got a 225 after, after yeah. traction lock, rear axle. I uh, geared it down so you get better launch, but anyway. Yep, and in, uh, in that I, case, it's
2: going to make... use you know it's going to use a, a little bit of oil. Now that's that's quite a bit, but on the same token, if it's not smoking and you're not fouling the plugs at all, I don't know that I'd worry about it.
4: Yeah, I don't. think It's not. And then uh, I was talking to Rob McGuire at, at Louisville Performance. He's the guy that built, that did the machine work. Mm-hmm. He said that they've got a, those engines have a drain that problem. We're actually. Oil will accumulate in the valve covers, especially I mean up in the lifter gallery, not the lifter galleries, but up in the where the rocker arms are, and it won't drain back, and it, can, it causes it to use oil doing that too.
2: True, true, you and know? in some cases, you're not even getting a really uh, a valid idea of how much oil it's using because some of that stays up in that area. Sometimes you have to wait a day or two to even check it again to see where it's actually at. So no, he's exactly right.
4: Yeah, but like I said, I drove with that one day, but didn't use one dip. So good, kind of. That's just, good. Just to good to know what happens
2: awesome Conrad. Right, well,
4: i'll check in and get those different headlights but on my ford f-150 should i try to get that one polished or, or replace that too? you know it's not
2: a bad on, on that later one you could try it and see i mean all you can do is try to polish it if it comes out it does if it doesn't it doesn't
4: now do they do that there or do that something i gotta do myself you gotta do yourself okay all right you guys take Conrad, care as Thanks always lot. man
2: appreciate it no thank you very much patrick in denver john and cheyenne hang tight we'll get your questions as soon as we come back we got one break ahead of us drive radio klz 560
5: at Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters, to the patented damping mechanism on our drive belt tensioners, to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And NAPA parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 NAPA auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at NAPA, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the NAPA auto parts store nearest you, go to NAPAonline.com. NAPA, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff, Napa Auto Parts.
6: Make your life more convenient. You just found out that in order to install a new appliance in your home, you need a new electrical panel. Your current panel isn't safe or energy efficient, so it can't support the additional load. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air makes an inconvenient situation simpler. The live chat feature at AbsoluteFix.com stays active 24-7, 365, so you can schedule your estimate with a real human being at midnight on a Saturday. You get a two-hour time window for your appointment, so you don't need to wait around all day for a technician to arrive. 30 minutes before your appointment, you get a text message with a photo and a bio of your technician so you know who's coming into your home. Then, 15 minutes after they leave, You get a phone call asking how they could have provided an even better experience. Make your life easier. Schedule an estimate with Absolute Electrical Heating and Air at AbsoluteFix.com. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air.
2: Classic car insurance is not created equal. Some insurance companies won't offer you insurance at all and if they do, it's most likely not the right coverage. If you have an accident or theft, do you know if your current company will cover your classic or modern hot rod? for its total value do you know that some companies put limits on how many miles you can drive in a given year Paul Lewinberger has been selling insurance for the past 18 years and knows the ins and outs of the insurance industry American National Insurance has a division called Chrome Insurance that is specifically tailored toward people like you Chrome stands for classic antique or modern classic hot rod or street rod replica or kit car original unrestored modified or custom exotic rare or unique and in excess of hundred thousand dollars in appraised value don't insure your special car with anyone else get the best coverage at the best price by calling paul today 303-662-0789 or find him on our website drive-radio.com that's drive-radio.com
0: if your engine doesn't leak oil but you have to add to it between oil changes where does the oil go
2: All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Josh Goff, up in Boulder with me today. John in Cheyenne, you're next. Hey,
7: John. So, I got a question. My daughter bought one of these new Bronco Sports. Don't know why.
2: Not a real Bronco, but it. the Bronco Sport.
7: Yeah. Gotcha. It, it reminds me of an Explorer.
2: It's a, it's, it's an, an escape. escape, actually.
7: Okay. A little yeah. She said, she's not here, but she said that, it's got a turbo, so she should run it on premium.
2: It does that, have a turbo. I don't sense. know what they recommend for Octane in that. I, on that one, I mean, that's got the EcoBoost engine, four-cylinder EcoBoost engine, which a lot of the Fords have today. In fact, the majority of Ford's lineup right. does. I'm still a guy that on turbo engines, if you want the best performance out of it, yes, run premium.
7: Okay, okay. Yes. Yeah. At Costco, premium. In Hanford, California, which is Central Valley by Fresno area, yeah. four seventy-five. Jeez. Ooh. Yeah. Ouch. And that's Costco. Ouch.
2: So That means it's five bucks everywhere else. Exactly. All wow. Right. Quick
7: question about my Ram.
2: Yeah. Okay. Quick real quick. Hang on. Hang on. I got to stop real quick. Why did she buy the Bronco Sport instead of the real Bronco?
7: Um, I think it was the only thing in stock, and I yeah. don't ask those questions anymore. You know, John. Once they I know at that thirty-five a I I know you just, you just let it ride. Up. I get it. You know, you do it, but yeah. it, it, it drives nice and everything. It's a nice little, you yeah. know, get around. This Ford has got a Ram, Re- you know. Her husband's got a Ram Rebels, and that's huh. a nice truck. Yeah, it is. It's a nice vehicle. <laughs> sure is. <laughs> um, so, but that thing hasn't ran because he's in the Middle East, so it's been sitting. She uses it, like, once a week just to, you know, get the flat spot out of the bottom of the tires, pretty much. But, you know, they're, they're whatever. My Ram, the the 11, you just mentioned you were going to do uh, new lights yes. on your 04. Would those same lights be available for the 11?
2: Yeah, they make an upgraded upgrade? lamp for the 2011s as well, sure do.
7: All right, I'm going to shoot you a text if you okay. can send me. Uh, did, where did you get them? Well, I got mine
2: off of Amazon, and I did a bunch of research on it and so on. I tell you what, I'm going to, do. I'm going to put them in this weekend. I'll see how well they work and what kind of a, you know, what, what kind of issues I have, and then I'll send you my results. How does that sound?
7: That yeah, because I, I mean, yeah, there's a big to for everybody
2: listening. There's a big variation when it comes to projector beam lamps on some of these vehicles in my case it was everything from 150 to 500 bucks and i went the cheap route thinking i can probably make most anything work as long as it's got a good bulb and you know projector assembly so Mm -hmm. that's what i that's what i looked for in the reviews was what's the actual lighting like i can make the fit and everything else you know i can handle that part of it i'm not worried about the installation side i'm more worried about does the lamp actually work these happen to have h1 bulbs which i was telling josh during the break right you can always upgrade the h1 to even a higher wattage i'll have to put a relay in it so i don't dork up my my uh you know body control module and such but you know there's ways around sure. that i just have to figure that out
7: right but um yeah because i could use the brighter lights just for where i live oh to my too my, i mean yeah.
2: on my old one they were just i mean oh <laughs> four they didn't have lights i mean it's like putting a candle out front it's <laughs> awful
7: yeah and and my 11, the, the the lenses are shot, so i got to replace them anyway. Okay. well, so if I could do a little bit of an upgrade you at can. the same time.
2: You sure can. I'll, uh, yeah. I'll. Let me get through this weekend, and I'll let you know.
7: All right. I'll talk to you next week, John. Okay, Tanks. man.
2: Appreciate it, John. Very much. I appreciate the phone call. Yeah, I'll give you all an update of how they work. Patrick in Denver, you're up, sir.
8: Oh, hi, John. Hey, uh, I was looking at a second car, a uh, 2015 Impala. It says limit, limited on the back um the guy said it's a salvage title i found out where the damage was at it was on the right rear and uh it's got ninety-seven thousand miles on it i was kind of wondering being a salvage title what's that car strike you at or, or what do you think
2: it's worth in my book zero is that right i hate i hate salvage title cars because it's a car patrick oh. you'll you'll own it you'll buy it own it and never sell it again yeah Oh, is that right? I mean, if you if you if you can do that and you're okay with that, and you got to check with your insurance company because some insurance companies frown on salvage titles or will only give you liability only coverage. You can't get comp, you know, you can't get comp or collision on it. Typically, it's a liability only. And as long as you're okay with all of that, then drive the wheels off it. Don't worry about it. And I've had some guys that I know, some friends even that think salvage titles are great. I'm just not that guy because I I want a vehicle that. I can sell again down the road if I need to, and that's really difficult with a salvage title.
8: I was thinking the same thing because I got a 2017 GMC SLT and it's only got forty two thousand and some of the offers I've gotten on this truck is amazing.
2: That's right. And that and that's what happens when you have a really good solid first line vehicle. I am a I am just not a salvage title guy. The reason being is there's a reason it's a salvage title, and I understand sometimes I can just be you know, minor cosmetic damage, hail damage, and so on. But typically, it's because there's heavier damage than that, and that's why it's on a salvage title.
8: Okay. Yeah, it was pulling a little bit to the left, and and I just told I mean, the if guy you, if you got, I guarantee
2: it. you, Patrick, if you got a flashlight and a piece of cardboard out and slid underneath the back of that and started looking up and around the wheel well and that area that it was supposedly damaged in, I guarantee you, and even popped the trunk open and and pull the carpet and stuff back inside, I guarantee you you're going to find things that don't look so well.
8: Yeah, I did that. I pulled the carpet. Now I get it. All right. I'm well, sure it's I wrinkled. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the paint job ain't that good on it where they redid yeah. it and that. So. Well, And, and again, was,
2: was the was the trunk all wrinkled up? Was the floor all
8: wrinkled and everything in that area? Uh, no, it was just, you know, the paint, it wasn't good. You could see in it and that. Okay. And you can see it on the quarter panel also and it it just kinda of put left a bad taste in my mouth and where they tried to blend the silver into the roof, you could see exactly where they cut it off at.
2: Yeah, I again I'm just I'm if you're if you're willing to just buy a driver and go through some of the things that you're talking about and even straighten some things out and make the vehicle drive right down the road and keep it forever, okay fine, buy a salvage title car. But I personally wouldn't own one.
1: Yeah, you gotta keep it forever.
2: I would never like own one. Just me.
8: Yeah. All right. Well, that that makes sense. That's kind of what I thought you'd say, and uh, I kind of feel the same way too. I tried to buy it for five grand, but he didn't. He was not. And unfortunately, in this day and age, them. he'll
2: probably get more than the five out of it because of the way cars are. But that, he's not getting it from me. I think
8: I'm just going to go ahead and let
2: it go. All right, Patrick. Appreciate the phone call very much. And yeah, guys, real quick, by the way, for those of you listening. I learned this also through some research i've been doing here the last few weeks not knocking anybody just saying buyer beware there's a lot of vehicles sold by a lot of the uh internet sites carvana vroom and others be careful a lot of what you look at there that seem to be really great deals are salvage titled vehicles and you won't see that until the fine print so you'll be looking at something oh that's a really great deal car looks awesome you start reading the fine print, and you realize, oh, that's a salvage-titled car. Stay away from it. I am not a fan of salvage-titled cars, as you just heard.
1: And for what they're going for now, people are rebuilding Everything. some junk.
2: There's And there's there's going to be a lot of crap on the road. Yeah. Just just saying, guys. And in a lot of cases, the safety side of it isn't as good either. Mickey, you're next, sir. What's going on?
9: Hey, another day in paradise. Oh, yeah, always. Okay, earlier you were saying about the – okay, I got a – 2000 GMC Sierra with the 5.3. Okay. Got 74,000 miles on it. I don't drive it much. Anyways, I get that little bit of lifter noise only after it's been sitting and then it's good for the rest of the day or sometimes mm-hmm. the rest of the week if I drive it every day. Right. right. Is there any chance of just replacing the roller rockers? Typically, Wallet. those
2: are the lifters on that one that's making the noise. Typically, and they've even had a bulletin back in the day on those, Mickey. That's typically on that one what it is.
9: Oh damn it! Yeah. Oh well, sorry. Well, uh, it's a forever truck. I figured it it'll outlast me.
2: Well, and if you're going to keep it forever, when you've got some time and the ability, go ahead and pull it down, put lifters in it, and I would do it like we talked earlier. I'd even put a cam in. I'd put a cam lifters, push rods, rockers, do the whole nine yards.
9: Okay. Uh, insurance, next one, uh, for the guy that was thinking about selling his old car? Yes, yes. Okay, my my friend Connie decided she wanted a new Subaru Forester, and she got it. Okay. And then she's going, I'm going to sell my old Toyota Celica. I said, no, why don't you keep it? It's better to have a spare. Sure. Well, she's she was pretty determined, so she sold it. Well, the... Toyota had been her primary driver, and the Forrester was her secondary. Right. When she dumped the Celica, her insurance went up $800 a year. Jeez, yeah, good point, Mickey.
2: Yeah, that second car you get a huge discount on. That's a great point, by the way.
9: Well, because she had the old car as the primary right. driver. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's a much, great no, Mickey. That's a things. that's a
2: great tip, and I'm sorry I should have mentioned that even earlier to Jeff up in Montana. But yeah, that savings on insurance can sometimes be enough to keep the old one around.
9: Yeah, because that what yeah. because she was complaining because it was costing her a, a hundred bucks a year to keep it.
2: That's nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's nothing. By the way, that's cheap. That's cheap driving. Yeah, that's what I told her. and you didn't listen no you're spot that's you know what mickey thanks that's a great tip for everybody listening because sometimes folks forget that 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 second you know second or in some cases third vehicle uh if you've got that primary being one of the cheaper vehicles um yeah that's the way to do it
9: it is i did all i did that for another guy and he didn't believe me until he had an old chevy sprint sold it to him for 600 bucks he was driving Two fairly new vehicles, him and his wife, both Ford F two fifties, and it was eight, they, they moved from North Glen to Byers. Hmm. So to keep his kids in mm-hmm. school, he was gonna he was transporting them to buy from Byers to North Glen every what? day. That's a hike. <laughs> uh yeah. So That's an hour hike. Well he put I, I told him about putting on the sprint as a primary driver. His insurance went down six hundred dollars yeah. a year.
2: Yeah, good point. It paid
9: for itself in the first day. Good point. And then he paid. It paid for itself four more times before he finally killed it.
2: Mm-hmm.
9: Just in the gas savings or diesel savings. Yeah.
2: No, that, no, that those are great stories, Mickey. Spot on.
9: Okay, one more. Yeah, go ahead. Napa. Yes, I I had an old Napa, uh three eight inch pure drop quick release ratchet. Sure. And it finally wore out. I'd been using that for years and years. Well, I said, well, I'll go back into that. They've got a pretty good, they're pretty lenient. Mm -hmm. So I brought it in, and the guy's going, oh, we haven't sold those since 2012. I mean, that's when they switched to Carlisle. Okay. He says, I'll give you a new Carlisle. So, big improvement. Uh, it was long enough ago it went from 24 uh, 24 tooth to a 52 tooth hmm. which makes it a lot yeah. easier. Nice. Because now the the new the newer wrenches are 72 teeth, 100 teeth which makes them a lot nicer to use. Right. But I was surprised that you know, no receipt, no nothing. Here you go. And you I, just validated you. our Here point
2: earlier, Mickey. That's why you do it. Yep. Yep, No, nope. that's all good. good tools, keep, take care of That's right. Mickey, as always, thank you, man. Appreciate all your comments. Russ and Joe, hang tight, guys. We'll come right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560.
10: Home values are rising 8, 10, and 13% in some areas. Trying to buy it but keep missing? Take AIM to show you how to make sure you're at the top of the list. Don't think you have the money to cover appraisal gaps? Let us show you options. Take AIM, 720 500 Locally owned and operated since 2001. We know how to help. Rates will continue to stay low, values will continue to increase. Take AIM, 720 500 Many have refinanced out of their 30-year mortgage and now have rates in the twos. Lower payment, shorter term, and they're saving thousands. Are you paying more than 3% on your debt? Convert those to a lower rate and keep more of your money. 720 500 Self-employed and been told you don't qualify? Nonsense. There are many options. Talk to us and see why we've been helping those self-employed for years. Our customer service is unmatched in Colorado. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where it's all about you. NMLS 298-191.
5: At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years, probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, Southern Wyoming, and Western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff, Napa Auto Parts.
11: J.C.'s 4x4 has been Denver's premier Land Rover independent service facility since 2005. With all of today's latest off-road technology, J.C.'s British and 4x4 is a Land Rover specialty shop. Not only do they service, but they will also outfit and restore your vehicle. The dedicated staff and attention to detail make J.C.'s British your one-stop shop for your Land Rover or 4x4 adventures. J.C.'s British and 4x4 is committed to quality and excellence, whether taking your kids to school or hitting the back roads for adventure. No matter what road you own from the newest Discovery and Range Rover to an older Defender or Series truck. We can help you maintain, repair, or modify your vehicle. When you're tired of paying dealer prices and only given limited options, call JC's British and 4x4 to service and customize your Land Rover or 4x4. Call JC's British and 4x4 right now at 720-586-4756. That's 720-586-4756. Or go to jcbritish.com.
0: Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance oil change comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage. And something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG.
2: All right, we're back. Drive Radio KLZ 560. Myself, Josh Goff uh, from Boulder with me. And somebody reminded me that in Colorado, a lot changed and no longer are salvage titles issued for hail damage. I forgot about that. That was a deal that was pushed through by some different organizations, which, by the way, I disagree with because I, I, I'm one that if a vehicle is hailed in it up enough to where it's now totaled, it, in my opinion, should have a salvage title. But I think some of the... A collision world, and even some of the insurance guys banded together and got that changed in Colorado to where that's not the case. So I was wrong in what I said because I'd forgotten about that law changing. And I can't remember when that changed, but it's not been that long ago, although time flies and it may have been longer than I thought. Russ and Cheyenne, you're next. What's going on?
12: Hey, good morning. Morning. Um, you were talking about the, uh, the headlights. I guess it's afternoon now. Yeah, it is now. Um, and you said you don't know how people can let them get so yellow. I was one of those let mine get so yellow, and uh, <laughs> it just happens so gradually over time you don't realize. Yeah, how bad I suppose it's, it's like
2: you know an old pair of shoes where you just keep wearing them and wearing them and wearing them, and then realize when you put a new pair on how nice it feels to have a new pair on. I you know, or a mattress or anything else. I get it, but man, some of these literally, I walk by the front of these cars and Russ, They're so stinking yellow. It's like, I man, you could hold a candle out the window and get better light.
12: Yeah, and I kind of think that's the way mine had gotten too. I'll be honest with you. It's like night and day and, when you uh, change them out. You know, and I don't know why. I had just never done it. I just, I don't know. I'd taken them off and polished them a couple of times. But like you said, as once they get yellow, you can clean them up, and it only lasts about four or six months, and then they're yellow again. Mm-hmm.
2: When um, they get that bad, they're really hard to keep that way. That's what I found anyways.
12: Yeah, and so I, I put some of those uh, Autosaver eighty eight on there from uh, Amazon. And, you know, the one thing I never have liked about the Chevy trucks is the front turn signal isn't real great.
2: No, they suck.
12: Mm -hmm. Um, And so I opted to get the halo that goes around the front of the uh, headlight. Yeah. And so now I've got a great turn signal on the front, and it was like driving a brand-new truck.
2: Yeah, it's night and day. I just... I I put mine off too long. I finally, you know, now that it's dark at, you know, 4 o'clock in the afternoon or darn near... I, you know, decided I'm going to upgrade those ones on my old truck. Just, you know, it didn't need it. It's it's due. I mean, it made huge advancements in lights since then. Even in the configuration of the reflectors and such, it's way better than it used to be. So, uh, you know. Yeah.
12: Well, I kind of always shied away from getting the replacements because I do a lot of dirt road driving. Mm hmm And the rocks tend to break the
2: Mm.
12: the cheap, crappy replacement ones. Mm. They just break them all the time. Right and uh whereas the oem ones are thick thicker they, yeah. they don't break
2: you could clear uh, those I, those cheap ones you know yourself even
12: well and i'll say that the de- those autosaver 88s have been on there a year and i don't even have deep pits in them They've really great oh that's as good, good as the, yeah they're as good they're as good as the oems are so really okay. i'm really happy with them i'm shocked actually um i kind of figured i would just try them out see how they work but I've had them on for over a year now and they're they're just as good as the the oem ones were auto saver 80s are they nice and bright very bright very bright okay um the ones i got do have a updated reflector design in them nice i use my old bulbs back in them again but you know i put new bulbs in when i put them in but yeah i'm absolutely happy with them okay back in the day when i used to have it you know my truck was new people would flash me all the time and people haven't flashed me in years, and now people are flashing me again. So
2: uh, Yeah, it shows
12: you. Yeah. Um, and I did have a quick question on um, spark plug wire tools. Sure. Um, I had a pair of pliers that I got from my grandfather, and they just finally broke. And I need to get a new tool for making spark plug wires. And I've seen some of the ratchet ones out there. And I've seen some of the other ones. I, I just, you know, kind of would like to know which ones make really good crimps.
2: Um, and I'm looking them up because, believe it or not, the new ratchet ones actually work really, really well. I've got some of those and you know, for doing just regular crimp, uh, you know, regular butt connectors and such. And they, they work very, very well. So I, I can't knock those at all, Russ. They do work well.
12: Well, and... and- I did buy a ratchet one for doing the butt connectors um, not too long ago, and I absolutely love it. Yep. Um, but there's so many different kinds out there. You know, you can yes. spend $150 on one or you can spend $30 on
2: one. Yeah, and what I have kind of learned, you know, in what I research I did and so on, and I think the ones I – in fact, I know the ones I bought were the Wirefly brand by the way which is a professional you know crimping for the butt connectors and so on and and they do make them for spark plugs as well um that's the that's the one i bought and i've been very very happy with it
12: wirefly wirefly is the brand name okay does it have where you can adjust the jaws and stuff as they wear in
2: i don't know because i i don't own the spark plug one so that one i can't answer i don't know okay
12: okay yeah because the one i got I don't remember who it was. It was it was like Carlisle, but it wasn't Carlisle. Um, but they have an adjustment on them, so... And the Carlisle would you be know, a good brand, start, too.
2: Nothing wrong with that. That's a Napa brand. There's nothing wrong with theirs, either.
12: Right. Yeah, I just didn't see that they had one for the spark plug wire. Um, but, okay, Wirefly. Wirefly just, is a good brand. Know, when you buy a tool, you only want to buy it once. That's exactly right. So, no,
2: I'm with you on that one. Fully understand. So... Yep. Okay. Thanks okay. Your time. Uh, no, Russ, appreciate any right. questions on that. Send me an email. Love to chat. Uh, Joe in Jersey, what's up? You're back. What's going on?
13: Uh, just a, a warning for your listeners, John, on salvage title. My son-in-law was looking for a car last month, yep. and you're right about car. And he's I, and he's showed me this great deal. I said, "It's not a salvage title, is it?" He said, "No, no, no. It's a it's a rebuilt title." Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, yeah. Okay. Sure. Now, it is. I don't know if, if, if Colorado does that, but. <clears throat> States like New Jersey and Pennsylvania, I think one calls it a rebuilt, uh-huh. one calls it a re uh, calls it a reconstructed,
2: recondition, rebuilt, uh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah bottom yeah, reconstru- line is <laughs> it means junk,
13: mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> but the point is, places like Carvana <clears throat> will, you know, they'll ship it to you. I mean, if you're forced four states away and your state doesn't have that mm-hmm. title classification, you're, you may not be. You'll never know. Just, that's does, how they. By the way, know. that's
2: how they wash titles in there's a lot of salvage titles that are washed throughout the country on a regular basis, and that happens too, and you'll never know then.
13: Right. Does Colorado, by the way, have that rebuilt or reconstructed category? Ours are salvage. I
2: believe. I don't think we have, to my knowledge, we don't have, I don't think we have a rebuilt designation. Don't quote me on that, everybody. I have to look that up, but I don't think we do.
13: Right, and that was my caution, because if you're buying a car from Carvana and it was, you know, formerly salvaged and now, quote, reconstructed, or rebuilt from another state, Carvana is going to sell you that. You're not going to know That's if right. you're not familiar with. It's basically the same thing. Well, all that simply means is that it was repaired to the point where the state that it's registered in or titled in has deemed it roadworthy, but yeah, it's safe. still a
2: salvage. That's right.
13: Still a salvage. It's still a salvage vehicle. So if you come across rebuilt or reconstructed, it's yep. a salvage title.
2: And in Colorado, it literally says "rebuilt title established by salvage title checklist." So there's your answer.
13: Okay. Anyway, so anyway, those are terminal – I'd never seen And and I didn't know
2: this until the other day. Again, I'm not knocking Carvana, but I read some interesting things (laughs) about the owners of Carvana, and let's just say this isn't their first rodeo down that aisle. Okay. I'm just going to tell you that. You guys, anybody out there listening, go look it up for yourself. Not knocking them. There's some guys that have gotten some great deals, and I get it, but they have a history, Joe, of going down that path. Let's just say that.
13: Yep. So anyway, I just want to bring that to people's attention if they're not familiar with it. Okay. It, it means salvage.
2: Yes, it does. Good stuff. Joe, thank All you right. very much. I appreciate that. Randy, hang tight. We'll take a break, come back and talk to you again. Uh, line open, by the way, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560.
5: At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes, and every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff.
7: In these difficult times, Arvada West Auto & Truck is geared up servicing and maintaining their customers' vehicles. Throughout the COVID disruption, they still manage to keep their staff busy every day. As a reminder, Arvada West Auto & Truck specializes in electrical, climate control, brakes, tune-ups, emission failures, exhaust, steering, suspension, drivability issues, and maintenance services. Come visit or call Arvada West Auto & Truck, 11752 West 64th Avenue,
11: just west of Sims, or call them at 303-422-1065. You listen to drive radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to chance.
14: repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original Novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a novice location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the Novus link that's Novus autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio
0: few things are life-changing your wedding day the birth of a child
2: All right, last segment, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Josh Goff with me today from Legacy Automotive up in Boulder. All of our sponsors, by the way, find him at drive-radio.com, Josh included, but he's up on a, on a 55th Street right off of Arapahoe in Boulder, east side of town. So if you need anything in that north end of town up there, uh, please, please give Josh a call. He'd love to help you out, whatever it happens to be. Randy, you're back. What's going on, sir?
15: Hey, uh, I had a question on axles, but since you're talking headlights, let me throw this out the rear quick sure. for... Anybody with the, like, I got the 99 square headlights in that Cherokee. But uh, I went to Napa, and they had, uh, I think they were Savannah, but they had the standard replacement. Not not these new fancy things with the holes and the nice headlights, mulch you put in there. But anyway, standards and premiums. And I bought the premiums, and I don't think I paid, you know, maybe 20 bucks a piece. So for 40 bucks, I mean, that's nice. That's some pretty good lighting on that. Nice. Good job. Uh, On the the axle, uh, I had a differential rebuild. And I had them put the new axles in, and I just got a tire rotation up here at some place I won't go back to. But they didn't put it on a lift, and they used the pump jacks, but at one point, they had the jack. The, the weight off of one side of the car in the back, and the tire was sitting on there all cockeyed. And I'm wondering, did that do any no. any harm to those studs, or even more importantly, the nope. threat? No.
2: Nope.
15: Nothing. Don't think that hurt anything?
2: No. Nope. Mm, not a thing.
15: All right. Just... I wanted to. I just just couldn't
2: get that off my mind. But next time it's going on the left. <laughs> yeah. No. But yeah. No. They. No. There's no issues there. You're fine.
15: All right. All right. Thanks, sir. Have a You're good day. very welcome,
2: Randy. No. Good question. By the way, thanks. Appreciate that. Let's go to Mac and Loveland. Mac, go ahead.
16: Hey guys, I'm out of hibernation.
2: Hey, how you been? <laughs>
16: Oh, I'm working on the bathroom, um, the Duro Rock. you got to have some oh, yeah. support to hold that stuff up, and then nothing's square from the framers. So, okay, now i got to square everything back up. So it's, <laughs> That's coming. Fun. Yeah, it's coming. Fun. It's fun. coming. Fun, fun. Uh, had a secondary question. was on um, can you get an older vehicle converted to electric? Or is that like
2: slip-on? there's some There's some guys that have done that. I mean, there's some kits and stuff out there where you're even seeing some guys out there putting – You know, the Tesla motors, literally it's a motor, not an engine, but the motors in different vehicles and the power packs Mm -hmm. and so on. And, yeah, there's some guys out there doing some things. I don't know how – it's not cost-efficient at the end of the day. It's more of a hobby, and if somebody wanted to do it, yeah, fine, go for it. In
16: one of my old Jeeps, it's no big deal. If it bolts up to a Duick bell housing, you know, V6 bell housing, I'm all set.
2: I saw somebody the other day, and I didn't research it much, but somebody the other day had an electric – powertrain assembly that bolted right to the front of the bell housing of a Chevy you know where a Chevy small block would normally be this had the same oh, yeah. bolt pattern as a Chevy small block where you could put a full you know uh, assembly sure. in and then run the you know torque converter or, or clutch assembly if you wanted clutch, to yeah. off of the electric how that all works I have n- no idea Mac none whatsoever Ford well, just I
16: did a military Jeep and Apparently, the, the weight to the power and the voltage, it just ran the battery down all the time. But yeah. you still get an aluminum body or, you know, lighten it up a little bit. But for putzing around, it's be worth uh, tinkering with. So. Yeah, you know, I, I guess I think, I think so.
2: And by the way, this is the this is the cool thing, I believe, about our country and in, in America is that there's some guys out there. You know, capitalism, I believe, works. And there's guys out there building some of those things. And guys will give it a whirl and a try. and. Yeah, and Josh is showing me the picture. Ford's got kind of a retro F-150 that they did up. And so, you know, the cool thing is there's going to be some guys doing that. And, you know, knock your socks off. We'll learn more from those
1: guys than we will from some of the factories. And Ford's selling that as a crate motor. Exactly. An electric crate motor. Oh, it bolts up. Yeah,
16: Nice. I'll have to get one.
1: They're sold um, out last time I
2: checked. But... That was a, They announced that, I believe, at SEMA, was it? did at SEMA, yeah. yeah. And they were gone before you knew it. Right.
16: Well, the old days when they went to the biodiesel, they were using the uh, Volkswagen diesel out of the Gulf, I guess it was, and, but it had the mechanical pump on it, and then they finally went to a three-cylinder Kubota tractor engine, and some guys out of Canada were building that where it bolted in. There's, There's a company called it. Web Motor Works that
2: builds an electric motor that even looks yeah. like a small block ship.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> go figure. So if you yeah. open the hood, it looks like a small block under the hood.
16: Well, you can put that in your uh, Deuce Coupe, you know, where you see it.
2: Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, now you just got to figure out where to put the battery and everything else. But, you know, to your to your point, I think even to Josh's as well, you know, making all of that function and have any kind of longevity and mileage and so on, that's a whole other ballgame.
16: Well, it's five miles in the town. That's all I need. Sure, know. sure. The uh, thing on the... T- My um, 79 has a collector plate. So I'm in that window grandfathered in where if you had... When they switched back to 75... And I was good as long as I kept the plates current. Gotcha. So, but then here comes the letter saying, oh, no, you need an idle test. So I'm looking all this stuff up online. And when I did go down there, he says, no, no, don't pay any attention to that letter. Just <laughs> fine. But in all my research, they had all about the salvage titles that you could reverse. But uh, those weren't that bad. It was the flood damage ones that they actually stamped that on the new title that it had flood damage. Oh, really? Huh, yeah. I had heard that. And, uh, well, it's in the, get on the Lamar County um, site there. It had a gazillion of those on there. And then, you know, uh, for old titles, you you go through that company out of Emmings out of Alabama for lost title. Mm-hmm. And I actually got old, one of the motor vehicle ladies, and I said, is this legit or what? She says, yeah, that's fine. They give you a bill of sale for Alabama. Then when you you're here with it, you have to get an inspection to make sure everything functions, no broken glass or jagged metal, you know, it's like a new you know, hundred percent. And then said we'll issue the title for the correct year and everything. You don't have to go through the uh bonding or any of that. But uh, they had different categories for different things. A motorcycle was a different price than a boat or a Hmm. An RV and stuff, mm-hmm. but uh, whether they're still around or not, I don't know. But uh, Maine used to do one because they have fell um, a sale, but they had a guy that was in Vegas doing it, but he was sending the titles back to Maine. I think Vermont is the other one, but Alabama was the main one. Okay, so it worked out, and I got a couple old jeeps. So I might run that through later, but uh, yeah, the flood damage was the main one. Interesting, like nice. everything contaminated
2: you know i looked up real quick too. those web uh engines i just mentioned a moment ago as you were talking mac i looked it up you can put oh. your reserve deposit down a hundred bucks because they're not made yet but the final price will be between 50 and 70k 70k
16: huh yeah
2: just a drop in the bucket drop that in the
16: old jeep well maybe i could get a an old uh Pratt whitney aircraft engine I could put in the <laughs> there, you yeah, exactly.
3: there
16: you go there you go
3: Well, you guys take care. You too, man.
2: Appreciate it very much, Mac. As always, love talking to you. Martin and Longmont, you're next. What's going on?
3: You recommended some Bosch wiper blades sometime back, and I was just uh, wanting the model, number, style, icons. Icons.
2: They're the best, in my opinion. They're the best wiper blade, period, in my opinion.
3: Well, I need them. (laughs) The other thing, uh, kudos, uh, you were talking about, a guy called in about a radiator leak or a coolant leak, mm-hmm. and you recommended K-Seal. Correct, for a temporary awesome, fix, yes. Awesome yeah. product. It is a good wow. product. I put it in a nap and drove home, and my leak was gone, and it had been leaking for 20 years. So It's good stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah if, if, yep. and again, I don't recommend it for permanent fixes. If, if it's an old car and you know, you're know you not really worried about it, like in that case, fine, put it in. Don't worry about it. But I've even fixed newer, I mean, some of the newer diesels, you know, 6-liter uh vehicles and you know, six liter diesels on the fords they would get an egr leak and they would just pump out you know steam like no tomorrow mm-hmm. and i've been in the middle of snowstorms before where you pour that stuff in and seal it up and keep plowing snow and run it for a week or two and then fix it
3: yeah well it, and it, works. it works great and i want to thank you for that
2: i don't know what that stuff's okay. made of but man it works martin <laughs> yeah so appreciate it okay good no good thank appreciate you. that very much and yeah so for everybody listening and it's this time of the year I'm I just I don't know why I just because they, in personal testimony, they work. I like them. Uh, they're not cheap, but good wiper blades aren't. But those Bosch icons, uh, they've got a little flare to them that actually help the windshield wiper stay on the windshield at higher speeds, which a lot of them lift. These are the opposite. The faster you go, the more pressure they apply uh they're actually as good in my opinion they're as good as a winter blade they really don't have the snow and ice build up no more than what a regular winter blade would have because a lot of winter blades they don't work all that great anyways i actually i one of the first things i change even on a brand new vehicle is they pull the normal blades off throw them behind the seat just to have them as spares and i put a set of new bosch icons on and away you go that's just what i do because i like that blade a lot what do you guys use mostly
1: that or you know some people don't like the price. <laughs> the price is up there. No, you no it's an expensive but it's wiper the best blade. blade. I mean that's what I put. I mean they're 30 bucks or so a pop. That's what I run on my personal cars cuz I want to see. I want to see. Yeah. Yeah, I'm to me the, the 60
2: bucks I'm paying then I'll get a couple of years out of those blades so 30 bucks a year. I want to see.
1: And the cheap ones, I mean they make it 6 months if that out here in our sun.
2: And I can get a couple years out of the icons. Yeah. So do the math. You're not spending any more money for the icons than you are something else.
1: No, but just seems like a lot when you It does. Pay $10 for the other no, on the front
2: side. Was. and just, Well, and here's the other thing. When you can go through the, the Costco, you know, line or, you know, the Costco, you know, the, the big box store Costco, and you walk down that aisle is what I meant to say, and you've got a deal on whatever the blade is. I think right now it's Michelin's or something. Mm-hmm. I, don't know, I don't even know what it is. <laughs> and, you know, and they're they're half that price. Well, you know, yeah, a lot of guys are loading those up. But if you look at the difference in the quality, they're not one of the, Even how they go. The other thing I like about the Bosch is if you buy the direct fits, it is the exact fit wiper you're not dinking around with adapters and a bunch of nonsense. It's the exact wiper you need.
1: Yeah, and some of those adapters are so junky. They oh, break about the first they're time. They're such He's garbage. A, yeah.
2: You know, that's, that is one thing. I've never really talked much about on this show before, but uh, over all the years, i I guess it's just me. I hate universal windshield wipers with a passion. <laughs> I hate the adapters. I just everything about them. They're just to me universal means junk. J U N K.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Just like the old universal wheels, the Unilug wheels. Right. They were junk too. <laughs> yeah. There's just anything that says universal means I don't want to buy it. Yep. Am I right? It's true. Same with coolant. <laughs> just, just, I don't want to own it. I don't want something that's universal. I want what's specific for my vehicle. Right. Not the universal end of it. Yeah. that a good way of saying yeah, that's it? That's a good way to say it. All right, guys. With that, we're going to get out of here. Sportsman of Colorado is coming up right behind us. Don't forget during the week, rush to listen to Rush to Reason daily. Uh, it's three to seven p.m. But Josh, man, I really appreciate it. Thanks for the update Thanks on the class you went today. to and all that. It's it's a joy. Yeah. So.
1: It's good to come down here.
2: Any of you out there that have questions on EV vehicles, the service of, even hybrids, Josh does a lot of hybrid repair, the battery packs themselves. Josh is your guy, so anything you need, go find him. Just go to drive-radio.com, look for Legacy up in Boulder, and you'll find him there, or your direct number.
1: 303-396-0555.
2: All right, with that, we're going to get out of here. Charlie, thanks, as always. Larry Unger, as well. We'll be back next week, same time, same place. Otherwise, we'll see you Monday. This is KLZ 560.
1: Still haven't had enough.